0: Private Lender Podcast, episode 138.
1: The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Seth Klarman, who said, Investing is the intersection of economics and psychology. Hello, Private Lender Nation, and greetings. Welcome to episode 138 of the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and I'd like to thank you for sharing your time with me today, as well as your ears. If you're looking for practical tips and advice on how to put the power of the banking system into your investment accounts, then you are indeed in the right place. But if you want to learn from my mistakes so that you can, one, avoid them, and two, profit from them, well, then pull up a chair and pour yourself a drink, my friend, because this podcast is just for you. See, I'm dedicated to giving people just like you and me the knowledge and confidence for successful and profitable private lending, the most passive form of real estate investment known to man. In today's episode, I sit down and talk with Max Keller, who's up in the North Texas area, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And Max is using a very unusual strategy for finding his deals, and that is to use books to get his sellers to know, like, and trust him. That's right. I said books. But before we dive into the heart of today's episode, got to do a little housekeeping. And I need to ask you, have you joined the Private Lender Podcast Facebook group? Well, why the hell not? Head over to the show notes page for the link or simply go to Facebook groups and search for Private Lender Podcast. Answer a few quick questions so that I know you're serious and can follow instructions and you will be let in and you'll get to hobnob and mingle with private lenders from all over this great country of ours. Yes, we may be divided, but it's still a great country. And also head over to privatelenderacademy.com. Click on apply now to learn more. If you want to get your private lending off the ground for uh, possibly some opportunities to you know just bounce a few ideas off of me, or perhaps we could even go down the coaching road if you like. But anyhow, to, get to do that, please go to privatelenderacademy.com. Click on apply now. Apply now, I should say. All right. So housekeeping is finished, and now it's time to get down to the brass tacks of today's episode. Max Keller came... Recommended to me by someone I hold dear in this industry, the podcast industry, Julie Houston. Thank you. She has helped me out in ways, mindset, technical, process, you know, just things that I wouldn't think of. She's helped me, and she hasn't charged me a dime for it. All of her, you know, all of her advice has been for free. I, I, maybe a lunch or two here or there, but considering the value that I received from Julie, I'm definitely in the deficit. So, Julie, thank you. Big shout out to you, and thank you for introducing me to Max. This has been. I don't know, a game changer in many ways for me uh, and thinking about this and just it helps expand the mindset into what's out there. So I'm babbling already. I think it's best just to get to the interview and let Max discuss and describe how he uses books and how he's helping his students to get you know some pretty solid leads and generating some nice leads for some nice uh, property acquisitions. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Max Keller. Lender Nation, I am pleased to have Max Keller on the podcast today, who was formerly a teacher, now is a full-time real estate investor, but more importantly, he can teach you how to write a book. That's right. I said how to write a book. So please welcome Max. Welcome to the Private Lender Podcast.
0: Hey, good to be here. Awesome.
1: Let's go. Max, I guess we were talking in the pre-meet, you come highly recommended from a friend of mine. So that gets the, the door, but the fact that you were a teacher, that's something I've always wanted to do. And hence, with the Private Lender Academy, I'm finally coming to, to get to that point. So my path is a little bit reversed from yours. But tell me, just real quick, what brought you to this moment here on the show? How'd you get to the world of real estate and books?
0: Yeah, you know, they call it, I hear that phrase, overnight success, lifetime in the making. <laughs> and that's the way it feels. You know, everything that I did just kind of built on itself. But before I was in real estate full-time, I was an algebra teacher at a Title One school. I coached football, basketball, and track. Um, taught algebra and I loved it. The only thing is, I just wanted to make more income. My goal was just to, you know, take a more passive approach and just get maybe one or two rentals a year. If I just sort of stayed on that pattern, then I'd be able to, you know, at the end of finishing up teaching, retiring, I'd have a nice little nest egg. But when I got going in real estate, I started realizing that it's a great way to increase your active income and just start doing more deals. And so I left my job and left my job like actually five years ago today from when we're recording this. So, cause the school year's ending and I, this Monday or this day after Memorial Day, I told my principal I wasn't coming back. It was a really tough decision, but it's been great. You know, now I've flipped about 130 houses lately because of where the prices have been. We've done mostly wholesaling, but you know, deals in Texas still cash flow, especially mobile homes and things like that. But yeah, I've just been, you know, doing investing, you know, on the borrowing side, I kind of did the normal progression. So my first deal was a self-funded, kind of a whole I took it down with a line of credit. You know, houses were a lot cheaper then in 2015. And so I took it down with a line of credit. I just cleaned it up a little. I sold it. I made like 15K. And so that was cool. And I wanted to do it again. The next deal, I took it down with that same line of credit. But then once I had another deal, you know, I couldn't keep doing that. My credit was good. So that helped. It's funny. My credit was so good. Cause I never used it. It's like, what a weird system, but I wasn't, you know, it was fine. So I went to a community credit bank, like credit union kind of thing, local bank, mm-hmm. and that worked good. Did a couple of deals like that, but then I was just running out and they wanted me to jump through a lot of hoops. And so I went hard money and I did hard money for my flip deals for a while. And then I got involved, started meeting some local private money lenders and loved working with them. And It was fun. I got to show them my deals. Some of them had a lot of experience. Some of them didn't have very much at all. And so being a teacher, which is kind of the teacher mindset, I'd say, well, come and check out. Don't let's not rush, you know, come and see one of my properties over here in Hearst. You know, I'm doing this one, check it out. You know, I've got one over here in Irving. I explained to them how it worked. It was hard because I'm kind of a people pleaser. I liked my hard money lender. It was just kind of expensive. And so, and it wasn't as much flexibility and I wanted to have more long-term stuff too. And I knew private lenders, you know, we're looking to find good people and good deals and make good rates of return. So yeah. And then I started using books and things like that. If we have time, we'll talk about that. That was sort of a total unknown, but I started using books as an education piece to get more, to attract more private money lenders, to attract more motivated sellers. But the overall model of how I got here is... I taught before I got in here and I still do. And that's the best way to build relationships and help people and make the business grow. So I'm glad that I still get to do that. It's really fun.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you, hear you say it. Well, one, you taught algebra, God bless you. What grades? Mm-hmm. Just curious, what were the grades? Yeah,
0: it was uh, eighth if they were ahead and then ninth on grade. And then I had one group of kids that were like two years behind. So they should have been like juniors. So it kind of depends on you know how you are as a student. But let's just say it like this. When you go to teach and you go to the job fair, there's like elementary, middle school and high school. The elementary line, there's 400 people in it. All these you know, people who've been waiting their whole lives to be a kindergarten teacher. You go to the high school line, people with a lot of experience, they love their subjects. Middle school, junior high, nobody. If you have middle school kids of your own or cousins, you'll know. But uh, I liked it. They were what I liked about working with kids. is the same thing I like with the people that I work with in real estate. I like working with people that tell the truth and kids Believe it or not, they almost always tell the truth. Like I remember so many times I go, I remember one time I went to class, my hair spiked up. I thought I was like looking really cool, really on trend. The kids shut that down in three seconds. They're like, Mr. Keller, we can see all the way through to your scalp. That's the way kids are. Adults aren't always like that. And so I think it's super important when you're just from my own experience, it's really important that I get to know the people I'm working with. And I think on the other side, you know, your listeners, it's super important that they really understand what's a good deal. What's not a good deal before they invest in it. And are they getting in with the right person? Cause there's a lot of slick talking people, adults aren't always truthful. We got to find who's telling the truth, who's actually doing what they're saying they're doing before we invest in the deals. And so I think that's kind of a piece of teaching that I bring. We'll never forget.
1: To your point, I always say real estate investors are very persuasive and passionate people. Uh I tell students, do not fall in love with the investor's passion or enthusiasm for the project and be the one to tell them, no, you know, have your bands, you lend and this is where you lend and don't be afraid to say no. But I just bought Tim Grover's new book and you know, he coached Kobe and Jordan. And oh, okay. I heard him on a podcast. There was a guy who was trying out for the NBA and Tim Grover told him, look, you're not NBA material. You can play for a long time. You can make a lot of money, but the NBA is just not your game. And obviously the guy was upset, offended by Tim's honesty. A few years later, he sees him at like an all-star game or whatever. The guy's not playing in the NBA. And he goes, you know what? You're the only one who told me the truth. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was bolstering him up. You can do it. You can do it. Right. You know? And Tim was like, you're just not there. And I don't remember if it was a talent or a mindset thing, but he could see, you know, like this guy's a great athlete. Yeah. But NBA is not for you. Go to Europe. You'll kill it. You know, but he wasted he wasted his time. That honesty of youth with the children of Tony exactly how it is, I believe, into you know, following that. So I have to ask this because we're coming out of the COVID situation. This is the middle of 2021. You spoke to it. You're wholesaling right now. Just you're up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. How crazy is the market up there? Bidding wars above ask, like what's uh, sort of what are the metrics that are going on?
0: For most people, that's the way it is. For us, for the deals that we do, it's not like that, but it's because the way that we market is totally different. You know, we started marketing very different back in 2017 because what was happening was, is so for most people, like I said, it's really tough. I got a call from a lady, Diana, on last Thursday, and it's another exclusive deal. We're getting a lot of exclusive deals, but it's because the way that we're reaching out to people is so different. You know, like I said, we're leading with value. We're leading with education. Not that other people don't have that too. It's just, you know, most folks are getting lists. Most folks are, are marketing for deals, in my opinion, totally wrong. And the way that they're doing that, they're, Marketing for deals, within a few more years, it's going to be totally obsolete. The methods that are being used right now, traditional marketing methods are going to be obsolete. And the reason is because Wall Street, big hedge funds, they have a big appetite for single family homes. They have a big appetite for them in our neck of the woods. They're still cash flowing. They have a lot of data. They have a lot of technology. They have a lot of resources. And they can pay more than most people are willing you know, to pay. And so what we've done, and it was just sort of by accident, and it's really worked out good. Is like you know, tw- just a little context. Back in 2017, you know, I was on track to do about 30 years for the 30 deals for the year. But I felt like every house I was going into is just like what you're saying. I was like interviewing for the deals, and it was like take a number. I remember going to this one house in Grand Prairie. This was four years ago, and this just I remember this particular house. I mean, there was literally 20 investors in the house, and so when you're doing deals like that. I call them a win-lose. So the the homeowner wins because they get a price that they wouldn't have gotten two or three years ago, but you lose because you're taking on the same amount of risk, but you're not covering that risk. And if you have a private lender on that deal and you're doing these skinny deals, now their money has more risk. And so it's a real situation that's going on. Like I said, how we've circumvented it is two ways. One, I found a niche that I like to work with. So I made a list of all the deals that I had done. Like I was up to about deal number 50 in 2017. I made a list of the deals and I put the criteria of like the people I wanted to work with. And so for me, it was pretty simple. There was, I want to make good profit on a deal because it takes me about the same amount of time to flip a house and make, you know, 40 than it does to make 20. So I was like, I need to just stick with the better deals. The other one is I didn't want to work with people when I make an offer, they like would resist you know it was like a tug of war like no my house isn't worth that much what are you talking about it's like well you know i'm the expert like i do this all day this is what i'm talking about i wanted to work with people you know who wanted to who saw me more as like their consultant their trusted advisor and i want to have fun i didn't want to work with people that i had to go bail out of jail and they were yelling at me on the phone and all the things that went with my traditional motivated seller marketing and so what happened for me was two things one is when i looked through my deals most of them didn't meet all three criteria but the ones that did they were all seniors And I was like, seniors. And I started to peel back. I was like, okay, I want to work with more senior homeowners. What marketing is helping find those folks? And I found out that it actually, my traditional marketing wasn't where they were coming from. I was getting people just by accident. They see us in the neighborhood. Their family members would call us, but they would close at a lot higher rate. I found they were like slow to trust, but when they did trust you, they were very loyal. They wouldn't go behind your back for a hundred bucks. You know, or somebody, you know, Redfin's going to give you two thousand more dollars. And so, I was getting these deals that I was making an offer. Somebody else was like ten thousand more, and they were still taking my offer. I didn't know why. Like, there's times in our business where things are working, but we don't know why they're working. But if you don't know why, you can't duplicate it. So I was like, okay, I need to know why. I don't want to just like luck into stuff. And so I called up one of the sellers and I asked him. I said, hey, remember me? You know, Max, save your homebuyers. That's our home buying business. And he's like, yeah. So well, you had a higher offer. Why didn't you take that? And he said, you know, the reason is because we trusted you. Like you actually seemed like you genuinely cared about, you know, our our family and making the right decision. You were telling us about stuff that didn't even relate to you, but was good for us. And, And ultimately that was more important than just the money. So that was the big aha moment number one. So I just started learning more about senior housing and my big aha number two, how we market totally different. And what makes it a lot easier to keep doing business in DFW because of it is I was at an appointment, the adult child of a senior homeowner, we bought their house, said, you know, you've helped our family out a ton. You should write a book about this stuff. And I was like, uh, no, like I'm a, I'm a math teacher. Like I'm not an English teacher. I thought of it, right. I mean, it's a big difference. Let's face it. True. True. It's yes, good. It's yes, true. So what I, here's what I did. I just said, you know, I thought about it and I was like, you know, it's actually a good idea. Because at the time I was kind of known in my area, my suburbs that I bought houses in as the guy who knew a lot about senior housing, but I could be the guy who wrote the book on senior housing. And so I had a real unscientific approach. If anybody on here is trying to write content or do an ebook or just write a book or write a blog, I've got a gift that I'm going to give you at the end that can help you do that and save a lot of time. But I didn't have that at the time. So I just wrote down all the questions that these seniors were asking me. You know, all the questions they should ask me just kind of pros and cons of all the different options. And, you know, I took care of my grandma growing up. Like, if you look at my pictures of my birthday and stuff, it's like my grandma and all of her friends and, you know, my friends too, but like, I've always been around seniors. I just like working with them. You know, I like kids and seniors. I think you got to have a lot of patience to be around both. I like kids because they just tell the truth and they're hilarious. And then I love seniors because they're just so wise. And it's like amazing, the greatest people, you know? So I wanted to just do that more in my business. So when I finished this book, it was done. I thought it was pretty good. And I started giving it out to my prospects. I started giving it out to my friends. I just printed out a hundred copies. And every time somebody called our office, instead of just saying, yeah, we're going to come over to the house. I say, have you gotten a copy of our book? And they're like your book, you know, because the other people buying houses don't have books. And I said, yeah, I'll send you a copy of it. Chapter three is all the ways to sell your house. Pros and cons of each. It's a big decision. I don't want you to make a big mistake. Can you read chapter three before I come over? And they're like, yeah. And it did a couple of things. You know, one is when we went over there, they read chapter three, but they read the other chapters too. So they got to know us. They felt like, you know, we were credible and trusted because, you know, we put the time into it to write a book. And then what else was cool is like, you know, most of the time there was nobody else. Cause why would they call other people? when they already have the person that wrote the book on the subject. And so that's how we get deals. You know, We use a lot of different methods. Now we have a network of people all over, investors and agents and brokers that license our content. Because I'm just buying right here in DFW. I'm not buying in Florida. I'm not buying in Houston. So we have people who use the books. We did the same thing on the private lending side. There's an education piece behind that. As you know, obviously you're doing an amazing job coaching people up on that. So we just give people our book about, it's been cool. It's been cool. I call it Share and attract. You know, we just share what we're doing with people. We attract the people to us that want to work with us. There's kind of like hunting and trapping. And so some people love hunting people down. They love the thrill, of the chase. I've just never liked that. i never really liked hard closing techniques. It just felt really unnatural. But trapping is where you just basically set out the bait. This is what the opportunity looks like. And if they come to you, then they come to you. And those are always better people. So that's what we do. And that's why it hasn't been so much of a pinch for us. Because what we're doing is, like I said, very, very different.
1: I'd only correct one thing you said in in trapping. It's an app description. It's accurate. It's not wrong. But I would say it's you're qualifying your lead. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That sounds better. Yeah.
0: I mean, that sounds good.
1: I understand. Yeah. I'm not a hard closer, Chase. Are we going to do this or not? Right? Like that's kind of my attitude. But there's a whole lot to unpack there. Let me just back up just a little because I have gone through, looked through the private lender blueprint. And I think it's a great tool for someone who they're coming to this new, They're tired of the Wall Street. I regret, as we record this in early June, I did not buy AMC stock this morning or last Friday for for the gambling of it. But I found that the blueprint was a great way of explaining and knocking out, like you said, a lot of those questions of how is this secure? You know, you get a first lien, you know, so on and so forth. Where I'm at, it's okay, it's that next level. Let's get into more of the theory of lending. Let's become bankers. If you're listening and curious, I would definitely get a copy of the Private Lender blueprint, especially if you're an investor trying to raise private money, it is a great, great reference or not reference tool to start. I'm new to marketing. So in everything I've read, like you just done like the textbook, listen to the market. Like, what do they want? Like find out what the problem is and then fit the solution to that problem and you're killing it. And that's who would have thought it
0: was a book. Well, I wouldn't have a million years. You know, I follow Dan Kennedy. I don't know if you know him, but he's a pretty famous marketer. And I think he's a pretty successful, dude. I got his book called Book the Business. I saw kind of like people were using books, but I didn't really understand how it worked. And I thought the way to make money with a book was to sell a book. He said that if you, in the book called Book the Business, which I highly recommend to anybody who's thinking about doing a book, whether it's a licensed book or it's their own book, for anything business related, read that book. And in the book, he says, if you list a hundred ways to make money with a book, dead last one would be to sell it. You know, the only people who make money selling books are people who are already famous or, you know, people who, you know, it's just like fiction, but like they're really rare, you know, but for a nonfiction, how to book in a high margin industry, which is what we're in as a way to, like you said, qualify the prospects that you're working with really qualify both ways, the positioning that you get with a book, the ability to go and, you know, speak at events, you know, I've spoken at my County's probate attorney association meeting. I mean, do you think that 40 probate attorneys know people who need to sell their house? Like they might, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it's exactly. like, you know, when I would call up other businesses, and say how, you know, I'm looking for homeowners to help. They'd be like, well, what is your title, right? And it's like house flipper. And they're like, oh, no, I already know like 40 people who do that in my market. My brother-in-law just quit his job. The barista at Starbucks is a house flipper. You know, everybody's a house flipper when the market's hot. But then when I called them and I told them, hey, you know, this is a copy of my newest book. I'm a local author. My goal is to educate a thousand people about private money lending here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Then all of a sudden, you know, it changes. I didn't go to law school, but they see me as a peer, and they're bringing me into their community to teach their audience. When I'm working with them and I'm solving their problems, then they're just—they're not calling other people. And so it's just a different approach. It takes—it's more of a relational. Like you can make money doing just transactional deals where there's no people involved, and there's nothing wrong with that or relational. But I found that when you're to belly with the seller, you know, you're across the kitchen table. It's just a hundred percent about what they care about and i've had a good success in my marketing pointing people to options that don't point to me because although i won't get paid on it i know it'll come back because we're building that trust and you know even if they don't do business with me they'll refer me to their friends because I'm the kind of person that they want to do that too. So that's sort of how the cycle's been. And I really you know, thank a lot of my friends and coaches and people who've helped me to really hone in the book marketing. And now I think we do it better than anybody else in the real estate investing space. We have over hundred students who license a curriculum and they're very successful investors, agents, brokers. And so I have a weekly call with them and it's really fun. It's fun. I learned, you know, we were talking about masterminds earlier and how important it is to be in the right community. I really think that is a way to accelerate, but yeah, when it comes to marketing, leading the funnel with a book has been very valuable for us.
1: Yeah. And coming into this new online marketing and, you know, trying to build the list and top of funnel and it's a bit overwhelming. I'm a bit old school. I still remember the old Atari 2600. So, you know, I remember four bit graphics. And rotary phones. So now I sound like my dad. But anyhow, to me, writing a book, it seems like a daunting task. And you were helping folks through licensing. Are you helping folks write the books as well? Come up with their books.
0: We have some people on our network that we can refer them to if they want to make their own book. They can put together one. You know, it's all about like what their business purpose is, what they want to do with the book. And there's so many different kinds of books out there. You know, I would go to my friends' offices and they'd be like, they'd pay like five grand to be in one chapter with like 20 other people. And I'd be like, What's that book over there? You know, and they're like, oh, I did this book and then I gave it to everybody at Christmas. And then all the extra copies just like pretty much sit in my office. And so I knew I didn't want to have a book like that. I used to be in financial services when I was in college and I went to UT Austin. And when I was in college, I wanted to be a stockbroker. The only problem was, is the industry had switched and it switched from the stockbroker world to more the financial advisor world. And most of the people who have assets, you know, are sixty and up. So I looked like I was about twelve when I was in college. So I just didn't see it as like something that was going to really work that well right off the bat. I met a lot of financial services people who would use books to market their business. Because, you know, when you have your series 63 or seven license, you know, there's a lot harder, stricter regulations than just, you know, having a real estate license. It's a big deal. And so they would lead with the education. Like you were said, top of funnel content, our top of funnel content for our licensees and for our business is our book. It's our education. We're not in a, you know, a special ad, you know, category or any of that, because we're not making offers of investing. We're not making offers... We're not making security offers. We're not making investing offers. We're not making homeowner like, you know, investment or home property offers. We're just educating. And so by leading with the education, I saw financial advisors do that one, because they wanted to position that way in their marketing. But two, it's kind of a loophole to get around all the, you know, the strict rules. And it was helping those people. So I saw that. And then I just, I didn't really get the idea until, like I said, it started working for me. And then my friends and my groups were like, hey, can we use the book too? We found a good way to change it up. We didn't have to change it all because, I mean, it's about the same steps to be a private money lender in New York as in California or Texas. Got to still like understand the basics, the fundamentals, so... That's how we do our marketing. That's how we lead the, like our top of funnel content per se. And then our middle of funnel is really when they raise their hand. So that's when they opt in for our book. We have like electronic ones or they, you know, book a call with us or something. Or we mail them a book that's kind of middle of funnel. And then we'll just let them ask us questions. And then they ask us questions and then they end up working with us. So it's funny because when I got the award with Robert Kiyosaki for Innovator of the Year for this book thing, it's so funny because it's like everybody else my age, I'm 40, you know they've got some app that they're selling. They've got some amazing technology. And then I got this award at this real estate conference and Robert was there and I got to meet him. And he asked me for a copy of my book, which was so cool because I've always been a big fan of his. And I was thinking to myself, I'm getting an award for Innovator and I'm using a book, which has been around for like 2000 years. So it's, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, psychologically speaking, you know, it doesn't, I mean, and you have the same thing with your podcast. I mean, people who listen to this know that, you know, you're serious about your career and you know, a lot of stuff and you're giving a lot of value to everybody. They're just going to want to work with you. So, I mean, a YouTube channel, a podcast, a book, it's kind of the same idea. I'm just, I guess, really old school too. Kind of, I think the words are curmudgeon.
1: Right when I launched the podcast, this lady out in California named Nomi Yaw contacted me and she says, hey, I want to be a private lender. And she came out of being a touring, writing a touring musician on the road and said, you know, enough of this. I got some money. I can start doing lending. She created a business doing private lending as a business. Right. Which is something I normally don't talk about. It's more just investing, but she's doing it as a business. Right. And she wrote a book as a musician and it's called From Notes to Notes. So, you know, right now when you sign up, boom, you get an old school copy. You don't get a Kindle. You don't get an ebook. You get an old school copy. And yes, I have to put it in a bubble bag and put a stamp on it. And I'm okay with that because you can't dog ear and write in the columns of an e-book. I mean, I'm sure you could. Here's a prime example. The Science of Personal Achievement by Napoleon Hill. This is on CD, right? So I can listen to it. And I love that. But I want to see, I want to highlight, I want to underline the way I did in college. All right. That's, <laughs> no.
0: hey, I'm with you 100%. No, you actually hit on a really good point. So a lot of people ask me, they say, Max, you know, can I, should I write my own book or should I do a licensed book? You know, and they're like when I, when I coach people on this, We don't write individual books for people. We only do licensed books for us. And then we have some coaching companies that we're doing them for so that their students can license them because they just want minimum effective dose. They want to be able to give it out and it not be a huge burden. So if you want but I know people who can create manuscripts for people. So like, number one is just, you know, like what we got really right with the home to home book and the private lender book, it's 99% about what our ideal customer cares about. And like 1% about us. Whereas a lot of people's books I see, it's almost like flipped. They just talk on and on about the time they fell down a well and they overcame challenges. And like, that's all cool. But like, you know, our customer, our prospect, whether it's private lending, they want to sell, do real estate deals, they're interested in what they're interested in. They want to get their problem solved. And so writing a how-to book to solve that How we do it, you know, traditionally you can spend 100 to 100 hours plus writing your own book. Like I said, I'm going to give you all a tool the newest book that I wrote, which teaches real estate people how to write their own book. It's the guide and framework that we use every time we write, you know, another book. So I'll give you that, and it'll cut the time down in in half. Just stay till the end, and I'll get you those details. But, but yeah, it can take a lot of work. You can do a licensed book for us, people who reach out to us. They invest about a third of what it would cost to write their own book. If they went through like a regular company, they spend about one to two hours time commitment. In less than 30 days, they get a book that they can pass out to their ideal prospects. It's pretty hard to argue with that. But, you know, they get an ROI a lot of different ways you know, like I said, I mean, when I put, got my first book, I put it on Amazon, you know, got to bestseller, which was cool for the category, but I don't make a lot from the royalties. I make a lot from, you know, getting to the the privilege to work with somebody. And so the positioning pre-qualifying me and the other person before I go over there and then referrals. And it's exactly what you just said. Like, like my company, we used to put out a lot of bandit signs. So for people that don't know, they're just like little signs in the road that say, you know, we'll buy your house. So I put them out for a while. And then when I got more money, I paid other people to do them. We use this app and stuff and track it and all that. Well, now I still do bandit signs, but they're in people's living rooms. They're my signed book. Because when you give somebody a book, they don't throw it away. We got a call from a lady, Diana, last Thursday, and she went to our workshop two years, two months ago. So we did a workshop at a church March 17th of 2019. And then she called literally a little over two years later. And she said, Hey, I got your book at the workshop a couple of years ago. My parents are older. They need to move out of their house. So I'm actually going to reach out to her in a few minutes and we've got a good plan. We're going to help sell the parents' house. And then we're going to find them a new place to live. But like, do you think anybody's keeping your business card or your postcard or your yellow letter for two years? I mean, maybe, but not like a book. So what you said is exactly right. Ebook is good, but it doesn't have the perceived value of a physical book. It only gives value if somebody consumes it and it's getting lost in their email inbox. But a physical book, when we give somebody our book, whether it's the private lending book or the motivated seller books for seniors, I mean, it competes with the other signed autographed books from the author on their coffee table, which you're like the only one. So our best marketing real estate is actually inside people's homes. And these are my best salespeople, to be honest, because they always get the message right, my books. I don't have to pay them commission. They're very patient. They'll actually wait in somebody's house for two years. And then the day they decide they need to sell their house or get involved in real estate investing, they're there and all my contact info's in there. So it's a great way to market a business. So if you hadn't thought about that before, you know that's something to think about and you can continue the journey. We'll give you the link um, where you can get more info. And then if, on the other hand, when you're trying to vet out people to work with, you know, are they giving you the whole story or not? Are they teaching you or are they just you know, showing you the bare minimum and then just decide who you wanna work with?
1: One, you can help folks write their own book, get it published and have it as their marketing tool, right? So landlord or uh, flippers, investors, so on and so forth. Or if you're looking to um, drum up your own private lenders. So what you said it's two hours and 30 days I can have the book in hand. What is the cost? Is it a one-time payment or is there is a payment? Yeah, How hard. does that work?
0: Yeah. So they vary depending on what kind of promotions we have, but I'll just say as a blanket statement, it depends on what niche you want to go after, but we have some stuff, some programs that start at about a thousand dollars and then just go up depending on which niche you pick and what package you decide. So there's some places for people who just want to get started. I call it educational marketing. We actually have a new certification that's going to be launching this month. And I haven't, I don't even plan on talking about it, but it's called certified housing educator. And so the point around that is we're walking people through some training, we're giving them access to some materials that they can give out to homeowners. So it's mostly on that side. It's for you know investors, agents, brokers who are out looking for you know more business. And so that's just sort of the mindset. But yeah, our stuff starts at about a thousand and then goes up from there, depending on which thing they want to use. And we can answer all those questions and give people info.
1: I could see... You know, loan officers, inspectors and other folks, you know, sort of utilizing this model and maybe not not licensing the blueprint for private lending, but you would be a different it. one. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, certainly to bring it up and provide that one, the education and two, the, you know, the perceived, you know, you're the expert at that point, you've, you've written a book,
0: pretty much any business where you have to get somebody to say yes to something. And in order for them to say yes, you have to explain something. And the more complicated it is, really the better that plays into a book really well. So if you're doing transactional deals where there's people not involved, books probably not going to really help you. But if you're doing the type of deals where there's a natural education curve, especially in businesses where people don't do this like every day, like you don't really need a book to go grocery shopping because you're doing it all the time. But if you're selling your house every seven years or, you know, you've been working 30 years to build up a nest egg and now you want to start investing it, you know, it's just not something that you're looking at like every day, you know, like that lady's book, you said notes to notes. Yeah. That's the education piece. And we're doing one, like I said, for a big note company that we'll be announcing soon. So because there's an education piece there. So yeah, I totally agree. And some people reach out to us and they have books that they're already giving out and they're already doing this for in other industries and ask if we can license them to other people and give them royalties. And we have some deals like that. If somebody out there has a book, they're giving it out to people right now and it's in a different industry. We're very good at taking a manuscript, a how-to manuscript and then licensing it to people's audiences and allowing those students and followers to give out a book and start teaching with it instead of having to write their own. So, that's kind of what we do.
1: How can people find out more and get that bonus? Let's get that out there first.
0: Yes. Dealschasingyou.com forward slash Baker, B-A-K-E-R. So if they go to that link, dealschasingyou.com forward slash Baker, then they can get the real estate investors book writing checklist. It's basically the framework that we use to write all of our books. It's the framework I didn't have when I first got started. That's why it took hundreds of hours and lots of editing and, and re-editing. So yeah, if you want to write a book, an ebook, or just make some content on social media that, you know, people care about and actually going to read, it'll teach you real fast how to do that in that book.
1: Perfect. I was telling you beforehand, you came highly recommended. And now I know why, because a few months ago I was at a conference and the Robert G. Allen, you know, no money down fame was there and he spoke and it was funny. He was talking about how, yeah, you know, he still does real estate, but it's not his passion anymore. He did that for 40 years. What his passion now is more is getting people to write books, to write their story. Long story short, if you donate money, you can go to a two-day event. So donated some money to a couple of charities to help out the, uh, or for blindness. And I'm going to go for two days. And the funny thing is, is like my book idea has absolutely nothing to do with real estate or private lending, but I totally see how now once I can do that, bring it into your model and how I can license it. I'm giddy now. I'm like, cause I'm thinking, why am I going to go write a book? No one's going to read, you know, like kind of thing. Uh, it's all kind of clicking to me. So I just, just for the audience to, to make sure that they know that this can help. If you want to be a private lender, I would certainly look at the playbook and utilize that as a springboard into you know, coaching or other programs of private lending. But if you're an investor, go to dealschasingyou.com forward slash Baker your book writing list on the, for the real estate investment side of things. My advice is don't let it stay at the real estate side, learn how you, or find ways that you can incorporate it into whatever it is you do. First off, you wrote a book given a gift by Robert Kiyosaki. How many of his books do you own? I know I've got probably
0: four or five. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's funny 15 years ago, I tried to go full-time real estate, but I was 25. I really didn't know what I was doing. And I stood in line for two hours to get a copy of his book. And then Fast forward, you know, nothing really happened. I created LLC, you know, just typical, but I just wasn't, I wasn't committed. I wasn't reading. And now 15 years later, a dyslexic math teacher, me, is writing a book. I would have been voted least likely to read a book when I graduated high school, let alone write a book. Fast forward 15 years later, him asking me for a copy of my book is just amazing. The possibilities are unlimited. And what I found is this is the God honest truth. When it was all about the Max Keller get rich, you know, show, and that was my mindset. There wasn't a line of people that wanted to help. But when I started giving out this book, and I said, you know, we're trying to reach a million senior homeowners with this book, and with the help of us and our community, we're going to hit that goal. But when I started doing that, and I started helping a lot of people who I never even meet in my whole life, and I give people the book, and they read it, and they're crying, and they're so happy. Like when you do those kind of things, and you elevate the mission above what, you know, like I said, above yourself to just random strangers, that's when the success really started coming in for us. And so we just keep that going, but it really works. It doesn't seems like it wouldn't, or it's counterintuitive or wasteful, but that's when we've been able to attract the right kind of partners and the right kind of people who have that similar mindset. And it's just been amazing. I can't believe it.
1: I mean, in, in this crypto world, right? Old school—you mm-hmm. can't really see, it, but it's, you know, my banner here is the most passive and time-tested real estate investment principles in the digital age. The old saying—it's an old adage. I don't know if it's in the Bible or another religious book, or if it's just whatever. But you know, it, methods are many, principles are few. Methods can change, but principles never do, right? So whether it's in crypto or real estate or whatever, like the principles are the same. People want to do business with people they know, like and trust. Bottom line, and you've gone the roundabout way of bringing an archaic technology to the forefront. And you, that's, I don't know, I think that's awesome, man. And I look forward to seeing where um, my end of this, thing. like I said, I'm, I'm going to write a book nobody wants to read, not even me, but we'll see how it goes after that, you know, where it goes. Well, I'm curious in your program, just sort of, let's go from one book into the next, right? I like to deal in extremes. So, you know, I want to get started with you on some type of a licensing deals at about a thousand dollars in a month, right? To get yeah, started. Hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, Depending on which one, some of them are full books or more than that. They just depend on, like I said, when you come into it, if you do one or two at a time, that kind of thing.
1: Okay. What if I come to you and say, okay, I have zero time. I want my own book. How long Mm -hmm. is it going to take? How much money? You know, like, so what does that look like?
0: Yeah. So depending on which one you come in on, you know, normally our full size books are between four and five grand one time. And so that gets you your book. We create it for you. It's totally done. You just fill out like a real short form. It takes about an hour, upload your picture, put a little info about you, like the, about the author, basically just the parts that we customize. And then we take what you write and copy edit it and make it smooth when we just create your own custom book. And what's cool about it is that we don't just create a book for you and then send you some copies and then just drop them off and say, good luck we actually show you how to use them. That's what we're really good at. So one of our superpowers is licensing a book and you having it in your hands in less than 30 days. But our other superpower, which I would argue is actually more valuable, is how to actually install it. You're already marketing in whatever business that you're in. So between us doing it for three years and about 100 students across the nation, we have built a pretty good database of what works and what doesn't work. So we have scripts and templates and cheat sheets and things that just show you how to put it into your current marketing. That's what we offer too. And then our students who license one of our books, some of our books have a geographical protection. We only allow a certain number of people per area. And a lot of them are just only one. And it's just first come first serve. People pay a small licensing fee. That's a monthly fee to just hold their spot basically, because we can't relicense that area again. And then they come to our weekly calls. And so it's like us and all of our students. And we talk about what's working and it's cool because people are in different parts of the country. So they don't feel like they're giving away their you know secrets to the local competitors. And we just, but what we talk about is really unique. It's like how we used a book to get a, like uh, one of our students, Steve Vihill, he's down in Houston. He just got a a speaking event at a big assisted living center because they're starting to open that back up right now. So, you know, he's going to speak with them and they're doing all the marketing and he's going to, you know, talk to them about what their options are. And about 50% of those folks traditionally still have their house or it's still in the family and they got to figure out what to do. Well, they listen to Steve help them for an hour and he's a super nice guy. You know, they're just like the lead I got last week. It's just, so we teach people how to get B2B leads, stuff like that. It's, everybody's been happy with it. Nobody's left. So I guess that's what it, I guess that's good.
1: When you were at UT Austin, did you mm-hmm. ever think you would be an author talking about real estate? And did
0: you, did you ever see Never any a million years? No, I can't even think of anything. I only read seven books for the first 35 years of my life because I'm dyslexic. It's really hard to read. I actually didn't even know I was dyslexic until I was an adult. And I started trying to read more when I got into real estate. Cause I noticed all my friends were just reading, reading, reading. And I was like trying to read and it wasn't going good. I took the test and I definitely had dyslexia and my kids were starting to get those symptoms too. And then when you read about what it is with the kids, you're like, Oh wait, I think I have that. I thought I just didn't read because I wasn't interested in it. It was actually, you know, it was just really, really hard. So I got with a coach, a dyslexia specialist, and I went and helped me out a ton. And now, yeah, I'm reading a lot and I'm writing books. I would have never imagined it. There's just not a bigger surprise. I've got six kids. So I've had a lot of surprises. Six okay.
1: kids, I was about to say. About to <laughs> okay. Like, so you've okay. got
0: the memo on what causes that. Right I've got <laughs> a lot of surprises in my life. I've never, never been more surprised than what reading and writing and using it in my marketing has done. And it's been great. It, and it just doesn't work for me. It works for my students too. So when they do really well and, and we get on the Thursday call and they're like, yeah, you know, I just got this deal and this is how it happened. And she, you know, they got my book and they called me back and they said, you know, we're going with you because you were asking us about the competition and helping us figure it out. And I'm just like, I don't know, it feels great. So I'm glad to be here with y'all today. It's been a real, real pleasure.
1: I'm, I'm glad you came on. Like I said, highly recommend it. Great. I love this story. And I just, I graduated a double major philosophy in German. It took me eight years to get through undergrad, mm-hmm. right? I never thought I'd be telling people about money and how to keep it safe. Sure. <laughs> and you sure. know, like I never or put a microphone and I'm on a podcast. So, but Max, I want to thank you for coming on today. It's definitely been a delight for me. I really look forward to seeing how I can work with you in the future with getting the book out. It might not work. I mean, like I said, I'm writing a book that no one wants to read, so it may not work, but the point is I'm going to write it. I want to go through with it. And if nothing else, I can give it to my kids and say, Hey, do whatever you want. Again, dealschasingyou.com forward slash Baker. If you want more information in that, the real estate investor book writing checklist, that'll cut down the time. Go to the show notes pages, the show notes page for social links and more information. And again, Max, thank you so much. Look forward to having you back on. I, hopefully this will work out and we'll, we'll have a, status. In two years, I'll give you a call and say, hey, uh, why don't you come back on the show and see where we're
0: at? Yeah, it sounds great. I'm looking forward to the next update. Cool. All
1: right. Take care. Thanks. Bye, everybody. And there you have it, folks. I'd like to thank Max Keller for coming on the show today and for sharing his story and his unique uh, strategy for generating leads with the book. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that can do for me as well. Look, guys, here's the deal. I don't charge any money for the show, but there is a cost. I would be extremely grateful if you could help me drive awareness to the show to you know, get the word out by leaving me an honest rating and review over at iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you're using to hear my voice. But it would mean the world to me if you could go leave a rating and review, an honest rating and review over at iTunes. That's still the big one, the gold standard in the podcast world. And so, yeah, if you could just do that, it would mean the world to me. There's a link in the show notes page that makes it easy for you. It doesn't take that long and that much time. I do believe it's a small price. To pay for the value that this podcast is able to provide so as we wrap up just a few final thoughts please go join the private lender podcast facebook group if you'd like to hobnob mingle and just q a active private lenders out there across the country it's a great place to share thoughts also go over to privatelenderacademy.com for more information about learning getting your you know, learning private lending getting your private lending off the ground or if you want to you know, bounce some q a off of me i'm happy to sit down the 15-minute call, see where you're at, see where you can go and see if private lending is a a fit for you. So that's privatelenderacademy.com and click on the apply now button. So as I sign off, I'd like to say that in addition to mindfulness and self-awareness, I wish you safe and prosperous private lending. And I'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time.